hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to this another episode of the Listen Boys and Girls podcast. It's me, <laughs> Donna Gales. I am your chief storyteller and teacher's aide in this classroom of life, and I am here to share with you. I am so thankful for all things, not always in the same ways, but I am thankful for all things. For those of you who are again returning, thank you. And for those who are joining for the first time, again, I say welcome. I am Donna Gales. I am a woman on a journey who's been a lot of places already, seen a lot of things by now. And this place, this sacred place of connection is my way to help you avoid pitfalls I've already fallen in and gotten the experience and the lesson from. I am still learning, so I do not profess perfection. It doesn't exist in my experience. But what is true is that no matter what, I will continue. And I'm thankful to share that posturing with you because I was divinely inspired to start this podcast. I was supposed to do it this one year and I was like, "Eh, nobody wants to hear anything I have to say. Then I was told again (laughs) to do it in 2019. And the perspective that I was shown at that time was that there are so many people, women in particular, who are going through what you've been through and you have a boldness and a position to share. In ways that others would not even care to share. And so that is how this podcast was actually born. And I'm thankful because over these last two years, I've received so much feedback from actually both women and men about the content. And there has been a lot of surprising um, feedback. And I'm just thankful because you never know what your impact is until after you've done what you're supposed to do. And even then, you may never know. But if we are doing all that we are doing, because it's the right thing to do. It doesn't matter if you see that impact or not, but that you trust what you're doing is benefiting those that that it is intended to benefit. And so with that, I share with you that it was my intention to have this month of National Family Caregiver Month as well as National Hospice and Palliative Care Month be filled with stories of other people because I talk all of the time on the podcast. I wanted guests every week for this month and I had that set up. As I mentioned before, I have a beautiful interview prepared with Sean, one of our amazing CNAs um, with the organization that I work for, Capital Caring Health. But our interview was just accosted with technical difficulties. So we committed to doing it another time. And that 
enabled me to share the Veterans Day message, which I had not intended to share. And so this week, we were supposed to be sharing the interview with my sister and my niece, who are both nurses, and very inspirational to me. And we didn't get a chance to record that episode because I was called into a meeting that was in conflict with the time that we were supposed to record our episode. So there again was another plan I had that didn't come to fruition the way that I had planned it. But how many people know that we all can make plans, but when there is congruency with a larger plan, things sometimes don't happen as we intend. And with that thought in mind, I share with you today perspectives that I gained this week. Lots of things happened that I didn't anticipate and that, quite frankly, I wasn't prepared for. However, I decided that I was not going to be in opposition of what God was trying to show me or to teach me or to have me do because often we buck and we are frustrated and we don't automatically look for the blessing of what's happening. And so as we consider caregiving, I had to think about giving care. And giving care is something that we can and should all do as a part of humanity, as a part of community, to being a person just caring about another person. But what does that mean, really, to give care? It sounds very simple, but we know that it's easy to give care to those that we are in relationship with. We know it's easy to give care to those that we like. It's easy to give care and be concerned for those that we are closely connected to. But what about giving care to the person you don't know? What about giving care to the person that you see in a similar circumstance? What about giving care to a person that you don't know personally, but recognize nonetheless? Hmm, what does that mean? Well, if we're honest with ourselves, we can all agree that there have been times in our life and experience that we have encountered individuals who we didn't really know personally, but there was just something about that person that didn't welcome a connection, didn't interest you in connecting, didn't really position you in wanting to be connected, right? We have all encountered people who, for whatever reasons, for lack of a better word, maybe rubbed us the wrong way, or we just couldn't put our finger on something that bothered us about this person or that person. If we're honest, and I hope we can be in this classroom that we share, 
I, I, I want us to acknowledge that there are some people that have tended to rub us the wrong way. And what I have learned after many years and hearing a sermon decades ago, I know that if we are always rubbed the wrong way, it's normally because we need to be smoothed out in an area. And the the pastor at that time noted these individuals to be sandpaper people, sandpaper people, right? And I thought about that. And over the years, I have reflected upon that sermon. But what I've come to recognize is more than sandpaper people, they are mirrors. They're reflections of different parts and places in us that we don't like to see. I'm just going to say that again because I believe someone else needs to hear that again. Oftentimes, those sandpaper people are our mirrors to reflect to us the parts of us that are unhealed, that are unsavory, and that need to be sanded, that need to be healed, that need attention, as it were. And so with that thought in mind, I am led to encourage all of us to recognize the me that we see. So stand in position and recognize who you are and who you see in other people. And to give care to that person in the way that you would have wanted to receive care when you were that person or as you are that person. We don't often come to tables of conversation to share our hurts because it hurts. (laughs) There's difficulty in stripping down all of the armor and all of the pretense and all of the things that keep us allegedly safe. There's discomfort in that. And if any of you are anything like I have been and am sometimes, I've done a meticulous job of protecting that sore spot. Not necessarily letting it heal all of the way because sometimes healing is difficult and painful too. Sometimes we get to a place or level of healing and we feel that it's good enough. Okay, okay, okay. That's 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 enough. I remember when I was a little girl, <laughs> I wanted my ears pierced, right? And I begged to have these ears pierced. <laughs> Because all the little sparkly earrings look so pretty and I wanted to look so pretty and I wanted my ears pierced. But in my, what, five, six, seven year old self, I didn't recognize that piercing (laughs) is painful, right? It is ultimately pretty, but it is painful. Didn't know that part. 
And so my beautiful sister, Denise, who is one of the nurses that we'll talk to in the interviews to come, took me to get my ears pierced with my mother's permission. But I was very young, let let us be reminded. And I was unaware of what it entailed. But I wanted the pretty. I wanted the sparkle. I wanted those earrings. Well, boys and girls, (laughs) they got me in that chair. And they took that gun to pierce my ear. They, They should have done it at the same time. They should have done both ears at the same time. Because when my right ear was pierced, I screamed like the Dickens. Oh my God. I was mortified and I screamed for my mother who was not there who had consented to this process who had authorized my sister to take me and I cried and cried and cried I couldn't care less about the pretty at that time I clung to my sister I said I don't want it I don't want it I don't want the other one I just want one ear pierced don't I don't want I and 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 they laughed the people in the store laughed at my pain y'all but I said that to say that sometimes we don't know how painful getting to the pretty is and if we knew we wouldn't even do it nevertheless I got my left ear pierced painfully so but it got done but again my point is that sometimes when we know the pain that it will take to get to the other side sometimes we choose just not to go and if it were up to me in that moment I would have had only one ear pierced but it wasn't up to me because I made a commitment to an outcome although I did not know what it entailed and everyone who was supporting me in that time was also committed to the process while understanding that it hurt they did not let me just get one ear pierced so I cannot let you just have one ear pierced because many of us and I don't say you many of us have pardon me have hurt so much in our process That we don't want to complete what it takes to get to the pretty. We don't. We don't. It's been painful enough to go through the experience. And the level of healing that we've done just to make it to this point has been almost overwhelming. That we just don't want any more. But we really do want the pretty. We do want the beautiful experience of being whole and healed on the other side and how do we get there we get there by people giving care we get there by people who have been where we are caring for us in ways that we need to be cared for in order to go further in our process I am encouraging you as I encourage myself To pause. This is something that I learned also at the conference that I attended this week. To stop. Pause. Listen. Pay attention. 
when you encounter someone that is reflecting someone you have been or someone you're being now and that needs help and care, be the person that cares for the person the way you needed to be cared for when it was you, the way you need to be cared for now if it is you. I used to be lots of things and I'm grateful to God that I am fewer (laughs) of those things. I have not reached any level of perfection. It won't exist on this side of heaven. I know that, but I will strive every day to be a better person because I know that a better person exists. I know that this version of me is not exactly yet who God has created me to be. And I want to be all that I'm supposed to be. There's so many other people connected to who we all are supposed to be. When we are in alignment with the purpose that we were created for, we empower so many other people to do the same. We empower so many other people to just be. God kept us through what we've been through so that we could be a light to someone on the same dark path that we can say, hey, come this way. It'll be okay. So that we can say, I took that road, but if you just turn here, if you pivot here, if you make this tweak here, if you make this adjustment there, you will be so much better off. So many of us never had that person to guide us. So many of us have gone through things that we just got through and didn't even know that God was keeping us because it sure didn't feel like it. But in retrospect, I can say that I've been kept through some of the most horrific and tumultuous times of my life for this time. For such a time as this, because there are so many people going through so much of what I've already been through that I can truly open my heart, pour from that place and touch the places where they are bruised and broken because I have been bruised and broken and am on the mend. Am I fully healed? No, because the journey is a perpetual continuance of knowledge and learning and application and healing and growing it doesn't stop but just because it doesn't stop doesn't mean I can't share what I've amassed when it started because I'm much better than I had been and I am going to be much better than I am now but as I go As I grow and as I continue to see reflections of myself on my path, it is incumbent upon me. It is my responsibility. It is your responsibility to care for what you see. We're entrusted with experiences that help or hurt. We have to make the right choices in those experiences so that we don't harm a person any further than they've already been harmed. We're all human and we are all hurting in some way. 
even on my best day, there's something that I am still dealing with by the grace of God. But as I continue to go through everything that I'm intended to go through, it's just like that snowplow on the most blizzard field day when the when the snow is blinding and it's piling up and it's everywhere when that plow comes through and it makes a path everybody behind is able to go through easier because the plow has done the hard work the plow has moved much of the obstacle so that it is easier to continue That's what giving care does. That's what holding space does. That's what we should all do for anyone that we're able to do it for. None of us are perfect. None of us can make it alone. Years ago, there was a song, I Need You to Survive. And it is true. We need each other. We were created to belong to connect, to be community, to help each other, to love each other, to support each other. Is it easy? Absolutely not. (laughs) Not all of the time. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, it's always easy. It isn't always easy, but it is always worth it. We go through very, very difficult times. But difficult is not impossible unless we make the choice to not go any further. But that choice is ours. And as we continue day by day in this classroom of life, learning, growing, sharing, I am challenging you to stand and look at what you see and care about it. Do something to change the situation for the better. And it will change everything. As I say all of the time, if you listen, boys and girls, it just might change your world. It is changing mine and I am so grateful. I am getting to the pretty, (laughs) y'all. And I want you to get to it, too. There's a life beyond what we've experienced that is so much more beautiful than anything we can imagine. But we have to choose that. We have to do the needful. And part of that is giving the care that others need so that we might receive the care that we need. Until the next time, continue to chime. And you know, I want you to break that jar and shine in the biggest ways possible. Don't be encapsulated by anything, especially not your own fears. Shatter the fear and soar higher than you ever have. We can do it. We will do it. We must do it. Break the jar.